Hello and welcome to another episode of The Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor, alongside my co-host, Toast Clark. Toast, great to have you with us. We're going to do another little breakdown of the hockey season, get in some players we like, kind of run you through your draft room and kind of what to look for here on Fantrax. Stick with us here. You're in The Stew now. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing, racking up points, makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously, not a square up to start an institute. Make evaluations like a commissioner do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in their different room. Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than sit through sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones through different groups. Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups. I introduce Hello, Toast. Uh, Another edition here of The Stew, our second hockey episode, getting ready for the season. Thanks for joining me once again. Yeah, thanks a lot, JT, for having me. This will be a nice little break. I've been pretty... um, you know, I guess in draft season here, if you will, and it's been pretty intense over the past month. And uh, I'm actually in the middle of another draft for a podcast I listen to and heck, get ready for our uh, home league draft this weekend. So uh, pretty excited. Yeah, we got our draft league come through. We're going to kind of walk through some of these steps as we get through in this episode of kind of the draft room for anybody that's kind of new to fan drafts or trying to figure out the draft room. We're going to kind of break it down for you and then go into some of our draft strategies and some things we're looking at it. Toast, big change for us this year. Let's kind of talk about it here. We just moved this league after over a decade on ESPN. We have moved the league to fan tracks. And boy, are we already excited about it. We're happy of all the changes. Kind of walk through some of the differences here that you get with this fan tracks compared to what we did on ESPN and why we like it so much more already. Yeah, I would say for the first thing is the fan tracks platform in relation to other platforms like ESPN or Yahoo. It's just way more visually appealing. Uh, it's really easy to use. Uh, um, provides... I guess, flexibility for league formats, different league formats. And we'll get into some of that as we get, uh, go through the site here. Tons of scoring options. Uh, scoring options are, I wouldn't say they're endless, but I'm telling you, it's very, very close to endless. Um, and really talk about that draft room we're going to get in there. Gives those users a really a dynamic draft room and a really colorful draft room as well. So uh, all in all, uh, again, as I'd said on the previous podcast, uh, it's something we should have done three or four years ago. Um, but just the options that fan tracks actually provides is a lot more greater than the other sites. Yeah. Big update by fan tracks here in the off season before uh, we did uh, one or two leagues in fan tracks prior to this season that we were in a couple uh, together, but we, our home league was not on this site, but man, we've loved the differences and the changes. Uh, let's kind of walk through it. Uh, kind of walk through Tell me, you know, if I'm a newbie to the site, kind of walk it through what I'm looking for as I'm trying to get ready for my draft and get set up on my homepage. Yeah, first thing I'm going to talk about, Jay, let's, let, JT, let's, talk, let's stay on that left rail there. All right, so um, very first, you're actually on the homepage, and all those little icons, the hockey sticks on the left, that's all your different leagues, all right, whether you end up doing, a, you end up having our, our home leagues on there, right, the, the, the Dog Pound Fantasy Hockey League. Um, if you do any mock drafts, those will stay on there. The good thing is, it, is if you end up clicking, you don't have to click on it here, but if you were to click on where you have all those messages there, you can hide leagues as well. So you don't have, you can pick and choose which ones you actually want 
on your homepage there. So I, I love those icons there on the left. Again, uh, just that, um, that visual appearance that most sites don't have. But uh, go ahead and start at the home button there um, up top and let's, walk, let's talk about that a little bit. This is, this is pretty straightforward here. Um, this is your standings page. If you were to scroll down in the middle there in the, and um, in the matchups for the weekly matchups, pretty self-explanatory, but, but what I like down here, go beyond league notices, JT, keep going down. Players news. All right, so your team's player news is actually going to arrive there. You can end up uh, navigating to your team, or you can end up having it where it's uh, for the entire league. So I really like that because that keeps me from having to go over to X to find out, hey, are players actually playing? Um, one thing I will say ESPN and Yahoo does, they steal a lot from other sites. Um, and they probably end up stealing from fan tracks, honestly, about player updates, whether they're going to play or not, you know, any other notes with that player. So this can save a lot of time having to search around for other sites, be able to come here for that player news. Um, and recent transactions over on the, on the right-hand side there as well. Um, so I, I do like to know, and the people, is the team I'm playing this week, did they do a pickup? If so, is it going to alert me? Because I know that maybe you go ahead and short on pickups at this point. There's only four of them for early. They can do a, a week. So if I see them pick up a couple of guys, I'm like, yes. All right. They only got a couple moves left. So I really, really like that being there. Yeah, but now we'll show you trades. As you can see on there, we've got a trouble draft day trades where guys traded keepers. So those kind of things all pop up in the off seasons. You can kind of see those moves as well. Yeah, next, uh, uh, Justin, if you want to um, go over to the left toggle there again and click on scoring on the left nav. There you go. There we go. So I really like this feature. <clears throat> Most sites have this, all right, again, but it's 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 the way it's visually appealing is what I really, really like about it. Um, and... If you look at, let's say, for example, JT, you're going to be playing our buddy McGlynn week one, all right? And uh, you can see all of the categories there for goals, assists, PIM, shots on goal. That follows the format, scoring format of your league. So they kind of take the other um, statistics out of the equation, and they just list what really matters in that league. And I really, really like that about fan tracks. Um, also... Again, up there in the middle, McGlynn versus JT or Crackhouse versus Host of Gentleman Lord there. If you were to scroll over right there, JT, yes. You can see right here it says zero, zero, and five, and then 300. Those are how many plays a team actually is playing that week or that day and that week. Some leagues have where you are limited to how many plays you can have in a week especially dynasty leagues are that way. But in our league, you know, there is no limit. But that's what those numbers mean. And that 300, that's how many total minutes all of your players have if you were to combine all their minutes left in their games for that given day. You know, so those are kind of what those numbers mean. A lot of people are like, what's that mean? And in the middle of those orange, that's your projected number. And they'll, they'll continue in fan tracks if you give you a projection. And I do like that because ESPN did not have a projection. You're literally like, where am I? Um, it, it, you just had to kind of sense that, yes, you were actually going to be good 
but with there here to actually give you some projections, which I really like. Very nice. Yeah, I like that as well. I can see how many minutes I have left. You can see kind of how many players you have left versus how many players they have left for each day and how many minutes are left in there. So I always think that's a nice feature uh, that I didn't see before. I was trying to figure out how many guys are still playing, who who is still out there. So I always I love that feature. Yeah, and over to the right, uh, this is a little bit different than most sites uh, where you have your player rosters over here to the right anyway uh, on the same screen here. It only shows you who's playing that day. And I really like that. Um, you don't really have to see the entire roster. Uh, so that's a lot different than most sites as well. Most sites will show your entire roster. Fantrax is pretty good about this saying, hey, let's let's just cut through it. Let's not show the entire roster. Let's just get down to business and show you exactly who's in play for this given day. And I really, really like that feature. Nice. What else uh, are we going to go through here on the home screen? Yeah, click on players. Uh, let's look at the like what a what a free agent pool or a waiver wire pool actually looks like. And again, uh, this is I like the filters. I like the filters a lot. Now this one here is in draft mode. Uh, when you look at all the players, this has got you know um, the a or I'm sorry the uh, the average draft position, the ADP. It's got roster percentage or whatnot. Most times or not, and once the season starts in this feature, you will not see all those. You're, again, you're going to see what your league settings are. It's going to it's going to align to your league settings. But this is pretty darn cool with all the filters you can use. The star is basically if you want to put that on a watch that player on a watch list. Um, so again, I won't talk about this from a um, from a draft room perspective, but more so from a free agent perspective. Um, but again, these filters normally on other sites, you have to go up to a filter button and you end up having to click that filter and then kind of refresh the page here. You can simply just click on the, the column, right? Of the category. And here you just clicked on something there that is very, very good. No site that I actually know of gives you that many previous <laughs> season statistics. I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit about that, about that JT. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is one of my favorite things to look because I like when I'm going to do a draft, I always want to look at the projected season. I want to see what they're thinking guys are going to score, but I also want to compare that to what they did last year in my league. So I always like to go in and see is there a couple guys where the scoring is way different you know, for the projected year to date, like going to be happening or what it did the year before. So I like to go back and see, you know, kind of last year, you know, what guys scored. And then I can go in and see, you can see Pastronic had way more than he's projected this year. Some guys are going to be less. It just kind of depends on the scoring changes, if you made changes or not. But I like to see that too, because sometimes guys have changed teams. Maybe that's going to change their projections, but I want to go back and see what guys have been productive and, and, and not necessarily rely a hundred percent on, the computer generated averages. I want to see, especially in the later rounds, I want to see some guys that, you know, maybe they put up really good numbers. Maybe they're not projected as high this year, but they were really good last year. Maybe I get a steal late in the draft. Absolutely. Um, that those trends we talk about uh, where geez, a, a player may end up being on a hot streak or a cold streak, but you can end up going and see whether they did last year, or even maybe the year before and kind of get a sense. Is that, is that going to be sustainable or whether it's good or bad? Right. And uh, so I definitely like, especially with the free agent pickups, I love having the option to go back and look at the previous seasons. And again, I'll continue to say this with fan tracks. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm on Yahoo leagues. I'm on ESPN leagues. I'm on this league. Those other sites do not do that. Uh, so that is super helpful. 
Yeah, the compare button I like a lot. You can do the compare list of the guys if you're looking at a player versus a player. I love the star button that you talked about that had the watch list. I love to do that, hit guys that I'm thinking about possibly picking up, and then they put them on a list for me, and then I can easily just click my watch list, and it shows me those guys, what games I got coming up, how they've been scoring. You know, I always think that's super helpful. Um where you're looking through guys or say you're looking over, uh, you know, a list like Dauber and they're like, Hey, keep, keep an eye on this guy. I always think that's always nice to go back, star that guy, and then kind of keep an eye on him, especially if they're younger players, kind of keep an eye on them throughout the season. Do it all the time. Yeah. It's it, it again, it's a great feature. Um, you can even see, uh, under underneath the statistics by year to year, um, the ease of being able to, uh, track by position. And also, too, uh, being able to ease of uh, being able to switch over to rookie. That rookie button there is great for dynasty leagues um, to see who's minor eligible. Um, so um, it, it's it's just a real, really cool, cool feature. It, again, other platforms, you have to basically listen to a website or a podcast, go to a website, identify that player, and then go try to find them here. They will filter those players for you. And then uh, let's say you were to click on rookie, then uh, at some point you could go ahead and see percent rostered, right? And see who else is mm-hmm. actually rostering them. And that kind of narrows it down to, all right, what's the popular pickups uh, throughout the fan tracks for all fantasy players? So um, pretty, pretty cool feature right there. Yeah, I always like that, especially if I'm trying to find a guy and I don't 100% know how to spell his name. I know he's like a defensive player. I'll hit D and start typing in the first couple letters a lot of times that will pop up and i like to do all you can do available players but sometimes i like to do it where i can hit all players and then that allows me to figure out if a guy's on a team and i want to try to trade for him or not and it lets me know who has them without having me having to search through every team in my league to figure out who that guy's on so i think that's a really nice uh feature especially when you're looking at trade values instead of saying all all available players you can go in and you can pick guys just on your team you can watch guys on your watch list you can look at just free agents or you can just put all all players taken and you can make sure you look at if a guy's taken or not taken sometimes you just don't know if a guy's on the waiver wire so hey i like to do that see if he's available if he's not available is he on a team and and then i maybe want to make a trade offer for him yes Uh, you know what i love to do is is click on all and then let's say my team's six and oh you know through Mm -hmm. six weeks then I can go through and, and click on all and then see how many players I actually have total based on fancy points in the top 10. Like, yeah, I'm dominating. Mm-hmm. I actually got five players in the top 10 right now. Um, and it's great also too, by clicking on all and then clicking on a position, then you can see without having to go through every single team, find out like, man, that team is stacked with defensemen. They got three out of the top four defensemen, but it looks like they're pretty weak at right wing or they're weak at forward. Mm-hmm. I could actually offer a trade there. So just again, having those extra filters is awesome. It keeps you from having to go to the standings page, click on that team, and then remember actually what they have. Um, and that, I, I love that. I use that all the time. Yeah, it's nice when it shows up next to you. It tells you what team owns what guy. I like to do it in a hit and just see if there's any players like in the top 30, 50, 60 that aren't on a team that are free agents because then I'll flip through the list. I'll go look down here and it says status right now, everybody's free agent in our league because we're waiting on the draft. But you can see where a guy is not taken on a team. He's a free agent. You're like, ooh, that guy's out there. I need to pick him up. So that's what I like to do. Or a guy that's maybe on the injured list that somebody dropped and you're looking, you're like, oh, that guy's coming back in a couple of weeks. He was pretty high scorer before that. 
I like to look at look at that and say, hey, that's a guy that I need to have on my roster that maybe people are just kind of forgetting about. Yeah, speak about injuries there. You can see that even that Brandon Montour down there, a defenseman. He'll be back in January sometime for Florida, but man, he's still projected for a lot of points, still projected for 371 fantasy points. And that's that's a partial season right there. That's because he's only got 11 goals, 28 assists. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, uh, love that. Um, and, and really, uh, these these hover features, um, that's that's a little bit different. Yeah, as they're well. nice. So you can uh, kind of click on them, like hover over them and pull up stuff. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, go ahead and click on roster, uh, JT, uh, over there on the left pane, and uh, let's uh, go over that one. Now, this is your 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 normal uh, roster for your team, and you can see right here, uh, uh, this one's yours because I can tell your players. Um, so you got your keepers involved there. Age, I love that they list age on there. It may not work mm-hmm. for our league because we're not a we're not a dynasty league, but man, for dynasty league. Age, having him there, that is great. Uh, go ahead and click on Jack Hughes. Just click on his name, and let's see what comes up there. And then click on more in the, in the top right-hand corner. Yeah, you can even see right here, obviously, he was the number one draft pick overall in the 2019 draft. This is great for dynasty drafts, knowing where a player was drafted. I don't need to go to a website and see specifically where he went. They're really, really good about that. See the height and the weight and all of that right there. ESPN, Yahoo, they don't do that. They did not actually put any of that stuff. So I may end up thinking, you know what? I need, this is the bangers league and, and I need a lot of hits. I need a lot of blocks and I end up needing defensemen. And he's got a good, he's got a good background um, and maybe a high draft pick. And also too, I see in juniors through the stats uh, that he actually hits and he blocks quite a bit. And I see these six, three. Okay, that's what I want to see. That's going to give me a lot of information about the player and say, you know what, he's probably going to throw his body around a little bit. Um, a player I actually want to draft at that point. Uh, so I love that more feature up top there that gives you a little bit more about the player, about his personal attributes, if you will. I like the fact that they show the cap hit and some of the salary numbers and stuff because we're in an actual dynasty salary cap league. And so the fact that those numbers are popped up on there, I think are super helpful. What do you, What do you think about that? Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I will rely on cap friendly a lot because it doesn't really give the term of the deal. It just kind of gives a yearly cap hit, but nevertheless, like, again, that's, that's, that's great right there. Um, so it seems like with our teams, especially JT that you and I co-manage, uh, for dynasty, we're always up on the cap, you know, we're kind of in a win now mode, whatever. So it's nice to have that feature there where you can look at it and see specifically if that may be a player that, you know what, they're coming up on the end of their deal. They're quite a bit of money. I got a lot of young guns there in the uh, in the minor system. They're ready. They're getting some opportunities this year. And then I'll actually go to my spreadsheet and I'll start circling those guys. But I can come here and look at that cap hit. So pretty, pretty cool feature right there. And uh, if you click off there, you can see in, and just click on anywhere in the page. There you go. You can see that you know our format for our home league is forwards. Right. We, we have all four words. We don't use right wing, ring, <laughs> wing, left wing, and center. We we have forwards. We have skaters. We have defensemen. We have goalies. They have reserve spots. But down here is what I love. This shows you specifically this year's draft, what picks you have after trades. Once we get in a draft room, that's going to mean a lot. But I, and I love using this because I can come to anybody's roster 
and I can see what picks they have available for the 2024 and 2025 season and see, you know what, they got a first round pick. I know they actually need a bit of help here. I want to go ahead and initiate a trade. So I may just look at this and be like, yeah, instead of having to ask them, hey, did you trade that away or I have to text them? Do you still have a first mm -hmm. rounder? Not having to remember the site does it for you. That's what we've been used to over the, over the past decade is really going back through old text messages, going back, back through text messages yeah. I took a picture of. Like, who's got what? What's going on? Yeah, you know, who, the who's at the sites. draft board? Who, <laughs> right. Who took a picture? Who remembers this? Who yeah. remembers that? Now it's all saved. It's going to be so much easier going forward for us. Yeah, I, I, this right here is great. And even then, you can click on that little trade button there, and that gives you the option to go ahead and include those within a trade. It, it, very user-friendly. Very user-friendly right there. Yeah, but it shows you different years. You can pick different round draft picks. If you got players, you can pick different players. It's it's great. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, this is again. I'll continue to say it. Visually appealing. It just it works like an app or a website should. Um, you, you get on some certain sites where it's like, all right, I'm confused. At this point in 2023, the majority of the time we have a phone in our hand all day, every day. We shouldn't be really confused by anything. And this site actually delivers. It it doesn't really confuse you at all. It's very easy to navigate through. Uh, do you want to move on to the draft room? Kind of take a look at uh, what we're looking at, the new updates and what's going on there? Oh, yeah. Th this is the best part. This is the absolute best part of the entire Fantrax app, in my opinion. So All right, so we're in. Yeah, so what I want to talk about here first, this is just little things, but background colors. You know, you have your your top toggle bar, if you will, or your top toolbar. It's a blue banner. That's where you have your clock. That's actually where you have your status of the draft. And even the commissioner tools over to the far right, those three little dots, those are great. And go ahead and click on those three dots if you could, JT. And that's going to, again, if you're the commissioner, That'll give you the option there to go ahead and pause the draft or rewind the draft or undo the last pick. Um, you can even do auto draft from here and go ahead and click on auto draft from queue only. And and uh, the yeah, this next one down. Go ahead, yeah, oh, go ahead and click. About that. I that's actually right. like this uh, this this auto draft one. If you're in a, in a league that's like on a like a timer, like a longer hour one, where you can auto draft just one pick. I use this a ton during my college football season earlier in the year where I was like getting ready to go to bed and I knew I was going to get up at like 6 a.m. was my was when my turn was going to come up and I would just auto draft from my queue and I could pick just one. It was great. And then if it get, got back to me again, then it, it stopped and waited for me. I, that's a feature that none of the other drafts have that I just I thought was amazing when I was doing slow drafts uh, throughout the summer. Yeah, it, that is huge um, because you don't want to slow up the rest of the draft, right? Exactly. Especially when you're drafting for a month, you want to really be proactive. And it may be where you're like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and click on auto draft my queue only. And then the auto draft number, I may move to six because I may say, you know what? I'm happy with any of those six players. And I have a feeling that someone will get it taken, but I'm going to let it go ahead and go six deep. And whoever I get, that's fine by me. Get up in the morning, realize you have some time, and you may go ahead and click there in the top right-hand corner and take the auto draft off. 
Um, mm -hmm. You can easily see who is auto on auto draft. If you X out of this um, JT, we can see who's on auto draft um, by having a little tiny icon and it's not showing up there, but it will. It's a little tiny icon just to the right of J Yeisermann uh, in my pants is icon there. And uh, it'll, it'll have a little tool, a little tool wrench there. And that'll mean you're on auto draft. Plus, Another feature I like as we move down to the draft board, you can see where you have a green halo around your, your team name. And that means that you are present in a draft room. So how many times have we entered into a draft and you're like, are you in? Are you not? Yeah, is everybody you know, are here? you ready? Text him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm like, I mean, it's ridiculous. On. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, so I can literally sit there, whether I'm the commissioner, or whether I am just a player in the league, and I can see, yep, everybody's lit up. Everybody's ready to go. Everybody's here. Let's let's move. That is, that's an awesome feature. But what's even better, let's go to the draft board itself. And take that, that middle drag bar, JT, and move it down all the way so we can see the entire draft board. And this is the best feature of Fantrax, and this is the main reason why we moved to this site is most formats when i say format sorry most platforms you can only have keepers and they kind of count as your first three draft rounds let's say you had three mm -hmm. keepers well they're going to count as your first three here you can put draft tags on players and place them around the board no other site does that um that's awesome and you can see underneath the second team's column, Hull and Oates. You can see in their first round draft pick, there's a different team listed. And it's Hosas Jepsen's Malort. And that means that there's been a trade. That Hosas Jepsen Malort actually owns that pick, and the computer actually will give them that pick. Again, other drafts. Uh, draft uh, or other platforms, you may have to do that by hand and say, after the draft, we're going to go ahead and make that trade and make it all happen. Like it's messy, right? This makes it very, very clean. What do you like about this, JT? This, this yeah, draft. I, here? I love this trap. The, the, the fact that we've been as a keeper league has been the biggest issue. Like you said, that usually if you do keepers, it's the first three rounds. It's just like you're, you have to keep the best three players you have. And the difference on this league is I'll, I'll kind of go through the draft board here and, and go down so you can see we have guys kept all over the place in different rounds. And the reason we do our keeper league this way is because we want you to get value for drafting where you drafted, right? We said, hey, if you drafted well and you took guys when they were young and you took them and held them, that you should be able to get rewarded for that by being able to keep a guy late. So that's where we've, we've done it. Now, that made things impossible in past drafts if you're trying to do anything but a live draft we had to have everybody at the live draft you had to have a board where you wrote everybody's name in in the round you kept them you had to write in all the trades by hand and and we talk about it all the time me and you as people commission a ton of leagues we talk about it constantly it's so hard to get people together for a live draft anymore. People are just in too many leagues. Too many people have kids where they've got stuff going on. It's so hard to get work schedules all lined up. And so you almost have to do half, at least half the league almost always has to be online. It's just the way it is. And so 
doing a zoom call where they're like on the call, like trying to like, who were the last five draft picks so I can figure out who got taken. And then like, okay, I want this guy because you're trying to do a keeper league where you can't put everybody in. Just you can't do it online because it doesn't work. Well, now we fix that problem. Now we are able to do it where, Hey, the guy in Chicago, that's two hours away from us. If you can't come down for the draft, it's okay because it's not going to hold everything up. We don't have to stop and be like, Oh wait, just don't draft that guy. Cause he's going to be a keeper in the fifth round. So make sure nobody takes them till the fifth round because we couldn't put them in the computer in the fifth round. This saves a ton of those problems and issues. And I just love it. I love that we've got, you know, we're going into the draft now instead of seeing like, hey, I walk into the draft. Okay, who kept who and where are the trades? I'm seeing this in advance. You knocked this out a week ago. Everybody in our league can get on here, see who's kept, see what round they kept them in, see what trades are made. And you can make your draft, uh, adjust your draft strategy off of that. Now, even better is now because we are doing it in line. Now, me and you and a few other guys always get together in person because we always love in-person drafts. They're the best thing ever. So we're going to get in person anyway. But it saves you from printing out all that paper, crossing guys out, trying to remember who got taken, who didn't, because now you're just going down the draft list and it's automatically taking guys out. And you can see, do I need a defenseman? Oh, man, yeah, I don't have any defensemen by the color coding. You can easily see who's already loaded on defense. Oh, maybe I'll wait another round or two because all these guys have a bunch of defensemen. Maybe I don't need to go early. Maybe I can wait on goalie um, without having to go back. and Like, how many people have goalies? How many don't? It just makes it so much easier. I mean, I'm stoked for the draft this year. I think it's going to be so much easier this year. And, then, you know, and especially, you know, for those guys that like to indulge and have a few drinks at the draft, it's always <laughs> nice to have a little bit more color coding, a little more thing to keep the draft in order for you. And you, and, and the best part is you don't end up getting st- stuck waiting on people forever. We usually just turn off the timer altogether. Now, if you're trying to get a draft over a certain amount of time, obviously you can adjust that timer to two minutes, minute and a half, whatever you want to do. But we, I feel like we move things through things pretty quickly because people can see the color coding. They can see how many players they have. It's just a lot more readable. And then now we're not worried about people. Oh, did they miss five guys that they did forgot to mark off? And they're just drafting guys that already been you know kept or already been taken. So I, to me, keeper league. This is what I've been asking for for a decade. Can we keep a guy in the round that we drafted him in? And can we put trades into the draft automatically? so that everybody can jump in and do the draft. Because in the past, the only way to do it was, if you wanted to do it online, the commissioner had to put in every draft pick himself in order, and you had to make sure you saved the keepers and had it written down what round they went in, and you put those guys in for them. If not, you had to do a live draft, or it just didn't work. Yeah, you're giving me flashbacks to COVID. You know, when you talk about getting on the Zoom call and, oh, it was brutal. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and was setting up a microphone and making sure that people could hear you because A, they couldn't make the draft because of COVID, but B, they can't make the draft because, well, they just can't make it now, you know. So, um, but this color coordination here, to me, this is, I love it. I, and again, I'm just a visual person, so I really, really like that. But you can see, like for here, defensemen are always purple goalies nobody kept a goalie in our league goalies always gold or yellow all right so you'll see forwards forwards have a red or they have a blue you're like well why are they different well i'll tell you why they're different because we just in our league just call everybody a forward but and and then you also have this orange 
But if you do positional drafting, centers, left wing, right wing, blue is always right wing. Red is always left wing. Mm -hmm. And then orange is always center. You know, so that consistency that the site offers, you're in enough fan tracks leagues, you'll remember that. I don't even need to look at the position. I just know. I just know, yeah. So a lot of times we show up to our where we're filling out a board by hand, like you said, and we have almost kind of like, what's the colors going to be this year? You know, so these boards, they keep them two in the site. You can go back and actually look at them. I don't have to take a picture on my phone and then send out to the league and say, hey, here's the board from last year. You can simply go into the site and see it. And the more people that get used to those colors, the more they're just going to be able to glance at that and know that, yeah, these are these players. Um, it seems kind of petty, but quite frankly, when you're actually looking, especially at who's heavy at what position and who actually went where and strategies, it really, really helps with that. Yeah, um, it's, 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 it, I think it's great. Like I said, I, I've got a baseball league that we've been on ESPN forever too. And that's been our biggest issue is where we have people in Alaska in the league, people in Indiana, people in Illinois, people live everywhere. And we've tried to do keeper leagues like this, where you get the guy in the ground, you drafted him in. Can't do it. Can't do it because we have to do it online. And we basically just have to say, hey, the first three picks are all keepers. And it doesn't matter where you drafted them in. And so someone like me, you know, who I like to take some chances on some rookies and hold them for that value later in their careers. You know, that doesn't help me at all to take a guy and hold them all year as rookie year. If he's going to be a a first, second or third round draft pick anyway. You know, if I got him in the 12th or 13th round. But now with fan tracks, you can do that. And I'm going to be pushing hard for my baseball league to move to fan tracks next year for this this exact reason. The color coding and the fact that you can split guys up in the trades and you can keep the guys in the round they were in. It's just it's a huge difference maker. uh, Big time, big time for keeper leagues. Yeah, before I even knew what the what the site could do, that was the main reason why we moved over. Then once I got into it and started commissioning this league and seeing all the settings, like, whoa, I didn't even realize it could even do that. Um, if you could, that drag bar there, go ahead and drag that yeah. up. Let's look at the bottom half of the board here. So this is your draft board. Um, and again, it, it's this is probably what you would expect a draft board to be. But again, as we were looking at through free agency, when we clicked on players, you still had that option to click on season or projection. And you have the projection, but you can also look back through all those other years during the draft. Here's what I like to use the team button there in the middle. All right. So I, I may know that let's go ahead and go to Boston, for example. And I can see Boston and I can already know, look at, all right, Zaka, he's available down there. You know, he's going to be their, their first, their, their first line center likely and get top power play. And we'll talk about Zaka here in a bit. But I can see if he's still available, and I kind of know his deployment. You know, McAvoy, knowing he's their power play quarterback um, on that top power play that he's available. Or, and But also, do go ahead and click on, uh, JT, um, click on skater, um, the skater filter button there. Once you click on skater or defense mode, whatever, that's when the stats pop up. And these are the projected stats here. Wow, Pasternak, 55 goals. How about it? Well, that's to say you can see shots. like – like the Zaka, so like 251. So like, I'll look at a guy like him and I'll like, okay, what did he do last year compared to what is he pre- predicted for? So I'll look and say, okay, he had 291 uh, fantasy points per game. 
You know, his ADP was 177. Fantasy points for the sphere, 238.6. Okay, that's what he did last year. What is he looking like he'll do this year? You know, and then I can click, okay, they've got 251, a little over three a game. So they're, they're you know, assuming that he's going to get a little bit of a bump. So I might look at him and go, okay, I'm maybe going to draft this guy a little higher than maybe I would have, depending on where he finished last year. And, and, and you see a guy that's maybe projected for a bump, and there's guys that are projected for, like, you know, a little bit of a down year. Why is that? That's what I want to know. I look at him like, okay, is this because did he move from, you know, first line to the third line? Now, do they have some young guys that are kind of come up? This guy's a little older. He's going to drop. So maybe I want to wait on him. Maybe I'll still take him, but maybe I'll take him two rounds later than I maybe would have originally. Yeah, click on uh, throw three guys in a queue. So from Boston, go ahead and throw those top three guys in your queue. Head over to your queue and go ahead and uh, left click on McAvoy. And uh, where those arrows are next to McAvoy and, uh, and, and over to the left and move him all the way up. There you go. Yeah, you can just go ahead and just move these guys up and down like that. Um, use that feature a lot. Again, on the other platforms, you know, it may uh, be where you can move players up and down. But it's not as easy as this click and drag. You have to... Almost use a little arrow like, yep. button to move them up like one at a time. Like it's just, it's easy. This to me is like whomever got together and made fan tracks was like, I'm going to take every annoyance from every side I've ever been on and I'm going to eliminate those. That's that to me, that's what happened. Um, but this is, I this love is the draft. The yeah, I love the draft. Yeah, I, mean, I just love the way the queue works. I mean, the fact that you can just click on the plus sign, it goes under your queue and you just get kind of good. You can go team by team. You can go in order. You can add guys. And then, you know, as you're seeing guys, as the draft's going along, okay, let me add this guy. Let me add this guy. Let me add this guy. And then you can literally move guys up and down, get a better spot. You know, so you, you're looking at a team and say, I'm like, okay, say I'm looking at Colorado and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not going to take this guy any early, but maybe I want, I want Gerard as a defenseman late, late. You know, I'm thinking, okay, I can get him later. I still want to put him in there. And then when I add other guys, I just put him in front of him. So I don't forget to add him in my queue. And then when I'm looking at it later in the middle of a draft going, oh, who was that guy I was thinking I kind of wanted late as a defenseman? I've already got Gerard in there. He's already in my list. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him. He's there. And you can kind of look at those things. That that's I love that queue feature. I think it's really easy. And the fact that you can just drag and drop guys up and down. And then those guys will pop out of your queue once they get drafted. It's so nice. So it will tell you, like, those those guys will get moved out of your queue. I mean, you can put five, six guys in there. If four of the five guys get drafted, they'll all pop out, and the next guy will be up on your queue. And you can say, okay, I like that guy. I'm drafting him. Or you go back and look and say, am I missing somebody and pick somebody else there? I love that because I can I can get guys that early on I'm kind of looking at for later rounds and make sure I don't forget about them. And you can go in there and fill that queue before the draft even starts, you know, if you want to, as deep as you want to make that queue. That's what I was just getting ready to mention. You know, in our last part, we actually mentioned about this draft board is, is once, once you set the draft date, that draft room's open. And again, that's, a, that's another feature that a lot of, you know, leagues actually, or platforms do not have, where I've been begging people in our league and they've been doing it, is going in the last couple of weeks, two, three weeks and start setting your queue get familiar with a uh, fan tracks um, platform. But because I know that they've been in there because again, when I go in there myself to actually start setting my own queue, 
I can see that green halo around our team and they're like, yep, so-and-so's in, in there right now. They must be setting their queue. Um, so it, it kind of promotes that engagement there, but man, this is, this is the best part about the entire platform to me right here. I, yeah, I love it because, you know, there's so many leagues you can't even get in there, look at the queue, look at the scoring, figure out what the people are projected at until an hour before a draft. And then you're just scrambling to try to figure out who you want, where, when you can't see the keepers, you know, you got to text out all the keepers, everybody. Now you can get in. I can look at the draft board and go, okay, I like this guy. Oh yeah. He got kept in the 14th round. He's you know, obviously I can't even put him in my queue. Cause I go to look for him. I search him. And it's like, Oh, he's on a team already. And they, those, those factors to me, you know, just helps you get so prepared. Cause again, not everybody has the same amount of time. Maybe you have your draft on Sunday. Maybe a guy, maybe Wednesday night is the only time I have to time. I'm listening to a podcast and filling out my queue right now. You know, maybe that's all I, that's when I have time to do it. So I love that. I love the fact that you can enter the draft room with before it starts and you can make adjustments. You can look at stuff. You can move guys around. To me, that's fantastic. It makes everybody more prepared has them ready to go. And then, like you said, now we don't have to have the timer. We don't have to worry about it being a five-hour draft because guys are pre prepped and prepared. They've got guys up there, and, and they know what they're doing because they know how to use the draft board. We're not having to pause. Oh, I don't know how to do that. How do I do this? And then we're pausing constantly or fixing. Oh, I picked the wrong guy. hit the wrong button. You kind of eliminate a lot of that. Um I think it's great. And again, I think after we use it this first year, it's just going to be easy as can be from years, you know, moving forward now that people are going to be used to it. Yeah. You always have a, a few guys in a league that may not be what they would call quote unquote computer savvy. Right. But with this type of platform, it caters to really everybody. Uh, when I say everybody, like regardless of your technical expertise, if you will, um, it's again very visually appealing, uh, very easy to use. So, uh, yeah, excited about it. Uh, that's the draft board, everybody. Uh, that's that's the fan tracks site in a nutshell. Um, yeah, urge everybody, challenge everybody to kind of ditch your other leagues, your other platforms, um, and head over to here. Give it a try, and uh, you'll probably be pretty pleasantly surprised on how well it works. Yeah, man, I, I'm super pumped for it. And, you know, if you got any questions, you know, feel free to hit me up, JT Orange on X, hit Toast Clark up on X. You know, we've got any questions about how he's doing stuff. He's our commission this league. I commission a couple other leagues, um, mostly college football leagues for me on Fantrax. But go ahead and hit us up. We'll answer any questions you can, or we'll shoot you in the right direction. We'll figure out some of the Fantrax to kind of help you out and tell you they've been really, really good. I'm in a couple other leagues where people are very novice to Fantrax, and they're really good about hitting us back with like, here's how you click this, click this, and then you're there and fixing stuff pretty quickly. So that's nice. But it comes to that time of the show. We're here about 40 uh, plus minutes in. We are going to get into some toast takes. So our toast takes this segment. We're talking about intriguing players to look out for as you enter your draft here. We just talk about the fundamentals of the draft. Now let's talk about some players we're hyped for, some things we're looking for as we head into the season. So JT, this this section as we move forward uh, in our you know shows uh, in this future shows we're going to do, um, really want to talk about in this segment about players you know hot streaks, cold streaks. Uh, deployment opportunities or deployment opportunities taken away, uh, injuries that may end up affecting either the player 
or other players on the team and how that domino effect is going to actually affect that given team and even get down to schedules, you know, uh, what schedule will be beneficial for teams or, you know, for a given week, uh, where schedule may end up being not so beneficial. So, um, that affects all of the players in a, in a pool, um, uh, in a free agent pool or actually whether or not you're on your roster and some more than others. And we'll try to identify those players, uh, to give you a little bit more insight on that. And, uh, I got a couple of players I'd like to talk about today. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, give me some guys you're liking, uh, you're looking at, uh, maybe have kind of just sneaky plays on your roster guys that you're, uh, that maybe aren't super high up on the list, but some guys you think are going to have, uh, some pretty good years and you can get some pretty good value on. Yeah. I'll, I'll start in Toronto. Uh, and just maybe talk about that team in general, uh, Toronto, they lost a lot of players, uh, for years they've been up against the cap. Um, they still have a really great core in Toronto's of the Matthews, Marner, Taveras. But, man, those three players take up so much of their cap space. They've really been in flux, and they've had a chance to turn over. They're looking at guys like uh, Matthews now to maybe be even do some penalty killing for them. Uh, so guys taking on more roles. As guys take on more roles and more responsibility, how's that going to affect their fantasy stats? Um, so, for example, uh, they have a young player named Matthew Nyes. Uh, he was a, he's a 20-year-old player. Uh, I believe he was drafted in the 2021 entry draft as a second rounder. Good size winger, real big guy, 6'2". Uh, many believe he's going to start the season on the left uh, left wing of Tavares there on the second line. Um, he has always traditionally been a point per game player in the juniors in the NCA. He really could be a, one of those late steals in a draft. I mean, given his deployment. Look at who he's actually going to be playing with in those in those uh, in a top six role in in Toronto. Again, you get down to the nineteenth, twentieth, twenty first draft uh, um, picks there, and the rounds may end up being a guy that could be a steal, especially in those keeper leagues where you have a twenty second round or a twentieth round, and you can keep them for that many uh, years and have them slide up a little bit. Man, the, the value, the trade tag to be on that guy could be tremendous. But having him come in and play in Toronto has a trickle-down effect. And let's talk about who that could affect. And it could affect uh, your guy, your boy, who you actually love, William Nylander. Love Nylander's Nylander. Got, I always take him every year, man. I got to have him. I, he's, he's been my guy for a long time. I love, I love those Swedish players, especially the guys on really good offenses. Yeah, and they're on a great offense. you know. Uh, and Nylander's, he's, he plays on the wing. He's uh, traditionally a left winger. Um, but this year um, in the preseason, there's been some discussions about him playing center. And the reason they want to maybe move him to center, which traditionally he hasn't done, is because they're really trying to balance out that offense now. Given they've actually lost so much and uh, they don't want to be so top heavy, there's been talks about him. And even in the preseason, they've had him playing on a third line. So not, he's not playing with those Matthews. Uh, he's not actually maybe playing with those Tavares players, but they're actually now saying, we want you to drive a line for us, being that center drive and play. The reason I think they're actually doing that, and from what a lot of the articles I've read and actually a lot of the pack podcasts I listen to, and just, uh, uh, just applying common sense is he's on the last year of his uh, deal, which I believe is around $6.96 million a year. He's on the very last year. He's an unrestricted free agent next year. Guy's going to end up commanding about $10 million a year, and that's going to be big for dynasty leagues. So what Toronto's want to do is like saying, if we're going to pay you $10 million a year, and we're already paying three other guys $10 million a year, which honestly, I don't know how they're going to do that. They're going to make sure that, hey, he can just do more than just 
receive the puck on the wing and actually score. He's got to take some more responsibility. So how is that additional responsibility on Nylander and that different line deployment? How's that going to affect his scoring? And so you got to be a little bit hesitant. Uh, when I say hesitant, meaning second round and, you know, 10 to 12 team leagues, maybe he's a third rounder, right? He may end up being somebody you shy away from, but this guy, he's always produced. He always has. So uh, it may end up being where it's going to be fine, but there's some things to think about there. Yeah, see, that's someone for for me. That's a big Nylander guy. I got to look at that. I got to look at that. I, I I tend to reach on him. I always take him around too early to make sure I get him. Maybe this is the year I, I I see if he drops, and if he drops a little bit, maybe I grab him. But yeah, you're like, you know, different roles matter for these guys. You know, can he end up way exceeding expectations, taking on more? Absolutely. But is there a chance that he takes a little bit of a downtick in fantasy production because he's playing with less you know skilled players? Absolutely. So that's one of those things, you know, when you're drafting a guy like Nylander that high in your draft, you want to take those things into consideration for sure. Yeah, uh, that'll that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and again, I wouldn't shy away from Nylander. Still a really, really good player. Um, but it just may be the difference in being like a top 20 pick versus a top 30 pick. So uh, more mm-hmm. to come on Nylander. Um, another guy, Pavel Zaka over in Boston. Zaka, he spent years over in uh, New Jersey. Now he's over at Boston. He played there last year, but Boston's another team cap-strapped. They had a couple retirements as well. Um, so they they end up having um, you know, two of their players, two of their uh, players. <laughs> Alluding me now, I actually know Krejci's actually one of them. And, uh, and, and Bursch, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm out of brain fart, JT, but nevertheless, they had a couple of different retirements on their team. So now they end up opening some spots, but they still have a whole lot of cap issues as well. So they're actually asking now Zaka to go up to that top line and that top power point as well and actually be the center there. Think about the players they have, you know, at right wing, they end up having Pasternak. Left wing, they have Marchand. They got DeBrusque um, and they end up having um, guys like that that are actually proven that have actually in this league, and a couple of them, like, you know, Marchand and uh, Pasternak are superstars. He gets an opportunity to play with those guys now. He's entering into the first year of his mm-hmm. four-year, $4.75 million deal. So you got to think they're committed to him, all right? So he's going to get every opportunity to end up uh, increasing his point production. He's traditionally been one of those guys that's about a half point per, per game, you know, right around 35 to 40 points a season over an 82-game, you know, pace if you will. Um, and he usually averages around 15 and a half to 16 minutes on time of ice a game. Last year, he only had eight power play points. It's not a guy I'd reach for. Uh, I'd likely probably go in the latter half of drafts. However, given his line mates, he could be in for a career year, especially if his time on ice gets up there to, let's say from 16 to maybe closer to 18. And if he ends up having those eight power play points, within the, say, the first 15 games, you need to jump on this guy right now, and especially if he's on the waiver wire, especially in those not-so-deep leagues, get on him because that deployment's ridiculous. Yeah, I think those are the ones you want to look out for. Is like, hey, we're going to get a guy, you know, in the top half of your drafts. Most drafts are going to go pretty in order. You know, people are going to go right down chalk down the line and take the next best guy, the next best guy. But these are the guys you want to see where the deployment's kind of changed and see, hey, 
maybe maybe I take him a round or two earlier than I typically would because he is going to see better blind mates and there's going to be a, ch- a chance that his scoring far exceeds what his fantasy production has been in the past. Maybe you take this. What do you think, Toast? Maybe you take this guy mid rounds. What do you think? A twelfth round, tenth round for for Zaka. Yeah, it seems about right. Uh, I would say probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 120th, 130th overall. Um, but depending on how your roster uh, rounds out in the later, in the earlier rounds and your format of your league, if he's sitting there at pick 90, pick 95, somewhere around there, and you know his deployment early on, and given the fact that they're up against the cap, they're committed to him for four years, you know he's not going anywhere you may reach a little bit and I can actually fault anybody for reaching on a guy like that. So he should be on everybody's radar. If I nail the first seven, eight rounds and I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, my roster is stacked. He's probably a guy I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and hawk him. I'm going to go ahead and get him. I'm going to put him on my bench. We have an injury or off days. I'm going to bring him up. And then he can always be a trade chip later on for me as well, especially if I'm a real deep. Now as a Hawks fan, Super exciting offseason. We had to see everybody go through, you know, getting rid of all the stars. Kaner's gone. Taze is gone. All, all the guys that brought all those titles and championships to the Windy City. All of them moved on. It looked really desperate, little, really bare. And then Connor Bedard showed up. I mean, I remember you were just so pumped. We got together for the draft watching that. Tell me what you think about Bedard. Usually you don't see these rookies come in right away and, and produce. Uh, there's guys like in a dynasty league, you definitely want in a dynasty. But even in a keeper league like this, how high do you think that he could go in a, in a, in a traditional redraft or keeper league draft? And again, what kind of production do you see out of a guy this young, but he's so talented? Yeah, he's a probably conservatively his floor this year, barring injury, right? Uh, Chicago's going to be no good. And that's by design. But I think, honestly, they may be a little bit better than people's going to give them credit for. Um, it's probably 60 points. 60 points uh, between goals and assists is going to be his floor. Uh, he has a ceiling of around 90 points. Um, and that's how good he is. Not many rookies actually get out there and do that, especially on teams where he has no line mates to speak of, but we can't really say that considering he has Taylor Hall as a line mate. He's going to have Lucas Reichel, uh, who's a young uh, up and coming star um, in the league uh, that's uh, going to be on a power play one as well. He's got some talent around him, but there's some unproven talent or some talent that uh, has had some question marks around them in the past. But this guy, they call him a generational talent for a reason. You don't call many players like that. There's been probably four or five over the past 25 years have been called that. And every single one of them end up being a hit. They end up being a household name and everybody knows who they are. I'll just, I, hey, I'm going to give a line here, you know, and practice. And hey, we're talking about practice. All right, JT. <laughs> uh, and exhibition games. But in the Hawks first, in his first two exhibition games with a Hawks jersey on, he scored five goals. The first one was in a showcase rookie. All right, he's playing against other players of his caliber. Three goals. He had 11 shots on goal that game. Okay, most guys could have all the hype, but yet not produce, but he produced. Second one was uh, their first um, inner scrimmage game with the Hawks. He had two goals. Him and Lucas Reichel were on separate teams. They were by far and away the best players on the ice. Wasn't even actually close. Had a couple goals. Most rookies 
doesn't matter how talented they are. They usually come in, they defer to the older guys, and they don't really come out there and show themselves like that. This guy, it makes no difference at all. If if you if it's a redraft league, you're probably looking at Bernard somewhere the bottom. I'd say the floor is probably somewhere in pick 65, 70. And uh, the ceiling there for actually how early you could actually get him would be somewhere in around or on overall pick number 35 to 40. Um, but in dynasty leagues, he better be going number one. All right. So in our league, I can already announce this. Let's go ahead and get the draft going in our in our uh, keeper league. I had the first pick in the draft. He will be number one. Um, he's going to me. I'm actually getting him because I'm banking that he's going to be McDavid in two years, three years. And we all know if somebody has McDavid, we have the same guy in our league had McDavid for the past since 2016, whenever he's actually entered the league, he'll always have him as well. So that's what I'm actually banking on as well. So with Bedard, I mean, he's just different. He's different talent. And you get a look at that redraft versus dynasty leagues and to see where you're going to get him. Yeah, I love that. I, I remember getting dry sidle early before we kind of had a lot of changeover in our league and we kind of reset the keepers. I had them really late and I was keeping them every year and it was, it was glorious. Uh, but yeah, if you can keep a guy like that, even if he's your first round keeper, you got to keep him. I mean, that's fantastic. A uh, little bit of change in Pittsburgh. We already talked about Boston, uh, you know, with some of the things going on there. Let's talk a little bit about Pittsburgh, Chris Letang and what's kind of going on with the Penguins. Yeah. So Letang and the Peng- uh, Penguins, but we'll first talk about the Penguins and they're, they're, they're old. Uh, they're one of the oldest teams. It's not the oldest team in the league. Uh, their window to actually win is now. Uh, but uh, how how is Latang? You know, with Pittsburgh, he's been that mainstay as that power play one quarterback for a decade, right? He he's been he has been their guy. But uh, they end up changing general manager managers. Uh, Kyle Dubas actually comes over from Toronto, and the first move he ends up making is he is he gets uh, Eric Carlson. So now you end up having two stud older defensemen on the same team. So you got to think, all right, here's been Latang. He's been a top five defenseman. Latang ends up getting you hits, blocks. He ends up scoring goals uh, on the on you know, power play points as well. All of those peripherals that you end up wanting uh, to get a lot of uh, points in the league. But now he's got to share that spotlight with a guy like Eric Carlson. So what are they going to do? Are they going to put them both on power play one? Are they going to go roll out two defensemen? Or are they going to even that out? Gensel will start the, the season on the injured reserve. However, it's only going to be for maybe five, seven games to be back in there. So are you going to go with Crosby, which you know he'll be on power play one. Gensel will be there. Malkin, yeah. he's not going anywhere. There's a mainstays on power play one. But then you got other guys like Riley Smith, who's actually coming over from Vegas. Uh, Ricard Raquel as well is going to actually get a, a pretty good shot there and be on a top line. Uh, with Crosby. And then you got Brian Russ, who's a proven guy as well. So there's a lot of mouths to feed over there. And really, Latang is an interesting situation because he suffered a stroke back in 2014 and he had another one last year. So you got to think about health concerns given the fact that he's, I think he's 35 years old. If I had to guess, I think he's somewhere around here. He's got some question marks that actually uh, help. So how far is he going to slide down a draft board? Now we're having all this discussion, JT, and I'll tell you in our home league, the majority of home leagues out there, they're not going to do that type of research on Latang, right? But for those yeah. podcast leagues you're actually in where everybody actually absorbs every single thing by every single player, 
It's going to make a difference. You're going to see Latang actually drop in drafts. Um, it's going to be Carlson's going to go first. Latang's going to go four or five rounds later on. But do you take a chance on Latang to actually be your second um, defenseman on your team? And who knows? Lightning in the bottle ends up getting on that top um, power play and stays there, and he's end up being healthy. Man, you you hit a home run there. So something to look at with Latang. That's a very very interesting situation that's going on in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're coming up right on the hour mark here for us uh, on the Stew with JT Brew, our second hockey podcast. We'll be bringing them to you throughout the year. Uh, check us out. Obviously, usually, as you see, we're usually a football podcaster most of the time, but hockey season upon us, and we can't leave hockey behind. So that's why I love it. Uh, Toast, you can take him out on Toast Clark on the X. You can look at uh, look me up, hit me up on anything, questions you got, uh, football or hockey-related, at JT Orange on the X. Make sure to check us out on all your platforms, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. You can find us there. Thanks for joining us. That's going to do it for us here on Around the Ice with JT and Toast on the Stew with JT Brew. May all your draft picks hit and the trading never quit. Check you guys next time. Appreciate you checking us out. Have a good one. Uh, you up on trades and wire moves. You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now.